Trivia Schmodown fans, welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilbert, you might know me by another name. You may know me as... The Boat. Hashtag best of all time, hashtag Brad true, hashtag Boat Life, hashtag... I'm on a boat, and I'm joined in Los Angeles, California, by Frank Janish. Frank Janish, you and I are on the same coast as we speak. That's right, you, you are... You're, you're Pacific Northwest Brad now. I am. I'm just, I am yeah. Pacific Northwest Brad. That really rolls off the tongue. Yeah. PNWB right now. Uh, I'm in Seattle, Washington, fresh off a flight from Los Angeles, California. Before that, in Houston, Texas. So I've been around the world and back again, Frank Janish. <laughs> Your um, world is very small, man. That's my just... world is small. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> it is a small world. I guess that isn't around the world. But how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing all right, man. It's uh, it's been a hmm, I don't know since last weekend, last Friday, really. A lot's happened. It's a lot uh, has happened. A lot's happened, and uh, we need to talk about we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. Yeah. Also, look, I'm also missing kind of our sound bites. Like it's kind of thrown me off a little bit, and I do like the fact that you're right in front of a window. And that there must be a tree because just like a branch is the shadow of the branch is, is like right in front of your face going back and forth so, with the wind. It's beautiful. I wish I could show you my view. Maybe if you go to my Instagram story, you will see it. But it is quite a pretty. Brad, we do the plugs at the end of the show. Plugs at the end that. of the That's show. That's a pretty view. That's, okay. you know what I mean? That's pretty good. That's, That's what I'm looking out outside my Airbnb window right now. But I got to say, man, there has been a lot going on in the Schmodown. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, free agency madness. Star Wars has almost come to its conclusion, and um, uh, collision seems to be coming clear and clear into focus. Yeah. Where do we start, Frank? Where do we well, start on this fine Thursday evening? Yeah, let's talk about the collision update from uh, the from the league. There uh, it will be July thirty first, and it's going to have four matches. You know, which is. Typical, I think, of collisions. This isn't spectacular where there's six, seven matches, right? So four matches. We're going to have that Star Wars championship match between Laura Kelly, who's been waiting for months now, uh, between, yeah, get this, Brad, Andrew DiMolanta is the champion, not Alex Damon. So that's going to be an interesting sight to see uh, someone else in a Star Wars title match that does not involve Alex Damon. So Laura Kelly is going to have her shot, a rematch, basically, against... Andrew DiMolanta, they faced off 1v1 and then were in a Fatal 5-way back at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Another match that we're having is a number one contender match in the Inner Geekdom division, and this one's going to uh, include the winners of the match of Greg Alba and Saul. They're going to play a match, so the winner of that will then play the winner of Amaru Moses and Moose Haas. So that will be a number one contender match. Those two winners of those two matches will play at Collision. And then presumably play, you know, either Mike Kalinowski, Chandra Dunpani, Robert Parker, or who the hell else knows what happens in between now and then. The third match, or at least one of the four, uh, another singles number one contender match between Kevin Smith and Marisol McKee. We knew this one was happening for a while now after Marisol McKee had that epic match against Janine a few weeks ago. And then the oh, fourth match, the main event, Corruption going up against Shazam for the team titles. That's your main event, and I think rightfully so, because Shazam's on an all-time tear. Corruption just seems to knock down anybody that comes in their way. doesn't matter who it is. 
We'll see if they can do it against Shazam because they are red hot right now. Always love Collision. It's It's got a... I mean, obviously it's the second biggest show of the year, but it's got a real SummerSlam type feel to it, which I guess it's, it is its in desired intent. Nevertheless, um, there's a lot of great matches coming up there. I'm always interested in Inner Geekdom, especially right now with... Um, I don't know, the division seems to be... Uh, you know, okay, who is it? Grover Cleveland, who was president twice, but like there was a president. In okay, between. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, Mike Kalinowski is like the Grover Cleveland <laughs> of the Energy <laughs> Division. Like he was president for four years. He stepped away. Yeah. He did other things. And then he came back and he's like, yeah, by the way, I'm still president. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm running again. And uh, and Mike's found his way. You didn't know where I was going with Grover Cleveland. I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, I'm bath in fifth grade history. But anyway, that's where I feel like the division is. So it's it's really interesting because now there's been a big separation between the top tier players and kind of the middle bottom half of, of that division. It seems like the champion's going to be someone either Don Dapani, Parker, Kalinowski, yeah. uh, Kanopic. Those seem to be like the four names that are standing up tall in Intergeekdom. There's some other ones bubbling under the surface, but those are the four that really come to mind. So um, I'm always interested in that. And, and the team's titles is another one who's just like, who the hell knows what's been going on in teams? Yeah. You know what I mean? With Shazam, Rifle Champs, let me ask you this. Is there any st- – because, look, I was telling you right before we went live, I don't, I don't even pay attention to the chatter, um, uh, the criticism really anymore, the negativity anymore. Is there any uh, talk around the Shazam win similar to when Bibbs won the title for the first time to where it's like – yeah, you won, but did you really win because you didn't beat the champions? You beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, not that I've seen. I think some people Good. out there were, I don't know, I, it was a very, very small minority, I think, that saw, like, there were some people just, that were just like, give Shazam the title, you know, they had, a couple has to forfeit, they're not the actual champions, blah, blah, blah. Some people were like, you know, why don't you have Shazam... And Corruption or Danger Zone, like, play for the title right there because, obviously, you had Corruption. Danger Zone match was that number one contender match. And it was uh, some people said make it a triple threat between all of those three teams, which I think if we could have done that, like, in studio, maybe. I doubt it because that, that, that might have been a logistical nightmare. But it would have like been digital? fun to see, like, yeah, ni- there's no Woo! way that was going to ever happen digital. Right. No. Um, so, I mean, there was a very small vocal minority out there that had some other ideas of, of which way to go with it. But ultimately, I think... Um, I don't think it was ever going to get any better than what we got, and that was pretty damn good. What are you, what are you doing over there? You're just adjusting your view. You're trying to evade the, the sunset is what you're doing. There you go. That's actually a little yeah, bit better. Go. Yeah, you got to wait. Center it with okay. the corner of the room there. You got a little more to your – yeah, there you go. Like there that? you go. Like there you go. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Oh, okay. you got it. Yeah, yeah. Look All right, that, there Frank. you go. got to get those leading lines on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, So I didn't really see too much about it, and look. If if the way to win a championship match is you have to play perfect, like 100%, 100%, I, I don't know how you can discount any any team in that type of setting, even though it was one half was Jeff Snyder, the other half was not Mark Andreka, it was Janine who played Stellar. They both played Stellar. It, so I don't, I don't know that. I didn't really see a whole lot of talk about um, the illegitimacy, if you will, behind Shazam's win because I didn't see any really, and there is none to begin with. Yeah. No, um, but with the team's championship, you never know what's going to happen. Collision right around the corner. 
Um, another little big piece of news that I feel like we should discuss because it's even being asked in the chat as we speak. Um, FCL had a big week. You know what I mean? Did FCL they? FCL had a big week, Frank huh. Dennis. Yes, we, did they? Yeah. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Did we? Um, yeah, we did. You know, um, we had a couple of pickups, which was my initial goal for the FCL. I, I, I said in an interview somewhere, maybe it was on this show, I don't remember, um, I would really gauge the success of the league, not by views, not by comments, not by anything else, but how many players are we going to get called up to the main roster? Yeah. And for the first real free agency period, I mean, there was one prior, but this was like the first real free agency period during like the heat of an FCL season. And to have two pickups, I thought was pretty substantial. One of them, uh, Nick Harley, Nick the Spoiler Harley, um, and then the other one, Ross from Nowhere, also known as Ross Arsenault. Um, both of them getting picked up. Ross for his Star Wars acumen, Nick Harley for his overall greatness. Um, I, I was I was really happy to see both of them. You know, obviously Nick Harley is going to be in our FCL Championship match on uh, this upcoming Tuesday. So that was a little bit odd, and there's been things being having to work out, being worked out with that. But yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that we have players getting picked up, and that people, especially the managers, are really staying in tune with what's going on in the FCO. Yeah, I think the the Nick Harley is an interesting situation, but the the Ross Arsenal being picked up by Kate for the Den is very interesting because it she already yeah, has cool. Thomas Harper, yeah. she already has Lacey, right, and now she picks up. Ross, so that's I, it, it's curious because you have two really really good Star Wars players. What do you need a third for? And it's it's almost like she's predicting or or trying to make come into fruition that that Thomas Harper is going to win or somehow be the champion. And by the time the next uh, tournament comes around, he, one of her Star Wars players will be unavailable, so she's going to need another one. And I think Ross, who um, I saw his audition tape initially, and I thought he, he was a late audition, actually, a late edition audition, and um, I was pretty impressed by it. And I was kind of surprised no one picked him up. Uh, and so I think, I think he, he has, too. yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad to see him getting picked up here, and, and I look forward to seeing what he could possibly do uh, if and when he gets an opportunity in the Schmodown. As for Nick Harley, that is an interesting situation because he is in your FCL inaugural title match, and he's been picked up by Roxy, who had an empty roster spot after Andreco had to uh, retire suddenly. It is interesting that, and, and here's, an, here's a, also, I think, to a larger discussion when it comes to FCL champions, is that not everyone picked up from the FCL going to the Schmodown is going to have to be an FCL champion, I think, because... Right. It's kind of a interesting situation with with Nick because if he loses the title match, then then it's like, well, shouldn't Roxy get the other guy? You know, but it's but it's not always about that per se. Sure, that's nice. I think there is some pressure or, or at least some added pressure on Nick to deliver. I just been called up to the showdown. I'm in a title match. I should win this. I think there's probably a little bit more added pressure than than there already was. So, all that to say as well is is. Just because if he loses this title match, does not discount what kind of player he can be in the Schmodown. And no. it's all about a fit, all about a need. And Roxy had a need to fill. So 
And, and if she thinks he's the best one to do that, that meshes with that group, then, then that's the route to go. That's the route to go. And here's my other thing is this, is how many opportunities will somebody in the Schmodown period have to compete in a five-round match for a championship? Not very many. Yeah. Right? I mean, Janine just had her first five-round match. Her first one in her career. This is Janine the machine, man. She's been around for a couple seasons. That was her first opportunity. So now Nick Harley, win, lose, or draw, can build upon the experience of knowing what a speed round feels like when everybody's watching for a title, betting round, more strategy in a championship match. I think that that only pays off in dividends. And um, as far as what you said, I absolutely agree. It's how does he fit within the faction? Kofi Outlaw, who's going to be on the other side of that bracket, other side of the title match, he might not fit in as well. He very yeah. well could, but but obviously there was something in Nick Carly that Roxy Stryer saw that she said, you know what, I need to pick him up. And you know what, I, I, I definitely had to finagle a little bit. I had to talk to Roxy, I had to talk <laughs> to the league, I had to make sure that we could keep the championship match as it was supposed to be because the first FCL rankings just came out. Nick Harley is number one ranked yeah. uh, player in the FCL. Kofi Outlaw, number two, so needed to have him compete in the, in the inaugural title match. And we revealed the title this week, by the way. If you haven't seen oh, it, yeah. check it out. That was it's great. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, can I ask you, what was your plan B then? Did you, did you have a plan B? Did you have a rough idea of what you might do? I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, I'd go by rankings. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, who's the number three ranked, which in this case would be Gerald Battaglia. Um, so that was an option. But really, I think uh, I was just watching some show. Where he was like, you don't have backup plans because then you're admitting that failure is a possibility. <laughs> right, sure. And when you admit failure is a possibility, you're going to inevitably fail. So yeah. I tried not to think of that, but um, you know, it, it it was something out there. And by the way, big, this, I got to plug FCO real quick. I know this is an FCO show, but title match this Tuesday live, five rounds live. Uh, Kofi Outlaw, Nick Harley for the title. Undercard, the Wolfaba taking on the Flirt and Flouse. Yeah. Number one contender match. That's a, automatically a number one contender match, huh? Well, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Zavert, <laughs> you do got to tell people, Zavert <laughs> people are incredible. <laughs> they're, they're off the charts. It's such a hard bargain. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Saying, I mean. I mean, I have never had my uh, arm twisted as 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 strongly as I did. From yeah. The interesting. People. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of interest um, into what's going to happen there as well. So. Things are happening, and yeah, we got to Steph Sabra and I got to meet for the first time this week on Tuesday. I never met her before in my life, but we I remember my show. first time as well. <laughs> what an odd thing to say. That was really uh, odd. It didn't, yeah, that's, that's, but um, it, it, we got to do the show live from the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Hollywood, California. Big shout out to J.C. Reifenberg, who is also a player in the FCL in yeah. our Star Wars division, and um, he hosted us over there live matches, uh, live matches, live. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. Steph I and I you. were in there live. And by the way, everybody on Twitter, if you're watching this right now, go hit up Steph on Twitter and just say hi, Steve. That's all you need to know. Just say hi, <laughs> yeah. Steve. Yeah. And do a little wave to her. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But anyway. That's your that's your this week in the FCL update. Wow, look at that! All right, uh, what else what else do we have to touch on real quick? I mean, the matches from last Friday. I mean, Ben Bateman, John Roca, real quick. 
uh, before we bring in our guests here. Wow. Um, the undercard, though, Ethan Irwin, Paul Young, I mean, that versus card was stacked. I mean, it was that's a great card. I mean, it's all in the top five, right? All players in the top five, duking it out on one night. And we now know that, you know, spoiler alert, Ben Bateman will be playing Ethan Irwin in an Irwin contender match, huh. the right to play Dan Merle, the singles champ. But before we get into that, Ethan Irwin, Paul Oyama played a hell of a match. Uh, very, great. very tough match. Yeah, I mean, incredibly tough. I thought, it, you know, Ethan Irwin getting an opponent's choice there and Paul handing him Audrey Hepburn. And look, I think some people think there's some weakness to Ethan's game with the classic. So it's a bit more of a narrow slice with Audrey Hepburn, but he killed it. And then Paul Oyama, with a gutsy move of taking, taking movie release dates, I think, <laughs> look, it's just gutsy. a PS. Just a PSA to everyone out there. Stay away from movie release dates. I know you love it. And I know you love it. But stay away. Stay away. It's not going to go the way you think it will. It just hasn't happened. Look at Danger Zone. I mean, two minds of Dan Merle and Ben Bateman. Like, didn't pan out exactly the way they wanted to. Paul Yama's great. But, like, didn't pan out exactly the way he wanted he wanted it to, and there's been other players this year who have who have had to tackle that category, and it's very, very tough. It's not like in years past where it's just give me the date or let me hear the movie, I'll give you the date. They're doing a lot of different things with movie release dates, and it's exciting for that category. But if you're a player and it's and you have the opportunity to spin away from that, I would say at this point, watching a handful of matches with that category, spin away, spin away. That's all I'm gonna say. Spin away. Well, the thing is, PJ Campbell and the Riders, they have made a concerted effort to make that category about more than just years of movies. Right. Because, um, I mean, obviously it's what it's centered around, but the way that they've structured questions, even that Tom Hanks question, um, you know, he, there was two Tom Hanks right. movies released in this year. It was this one and what other one. It really, I mean, sure, it's still centered around the release dates, questions, I mean, the years, but it really makes you think differently other than, what year was this movie released? You're, you're thinking all around the place. And then here's the other thing. For, yes, this is the question I was about yeah, to bring yeah. up. This was a f- fantastic question. But it was the one that sunk Paul Oyama's proverbial battleship. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing. It was Jaws, James Bond, Star Wars, and... What was the other one? Uh, Jaws, James Bond, shoot. Star Wars... And Superman. I forget. Yeah. And Superman. So, I don't, I, here's the thing. And I'm not trying to be overly critical at all, but I, I just don't know how, because um, he did get the question right. He did get the question right. Paul did. But he had to go to multiple choice, and that's what ended up costing the match. And I just don't know how you don't get that one right off top. Because it's actually con. And, and this is 2020 hindsight, right? All that stuff. But it's kind of an easy question, really. Because with Star Wars, you know, you're going to, you're automatically going to go to the, the, the original trilogy, right? You're going to think right. of those years. Because you're not going to think of Superman. Okay, that's 06. You know, it, it was Superman Returns? So, uh, was it? Revenge of the Sith is 05. So you automatically think of those three Star Wars, and you know it's, it's either 77, 80, or 83, right? And then Superman came after 77. That was 78. And then it was James Bond. I happen to know Octopussy and Never Say Never Again was in 1983. Yeah. 
So I don't know. It was, to me, it was it was one of those kind of gettable ones. Do you think he oh, overthought it's, it? It's a sure. I think so. And and like you're in a tight spot because Ethan Irwin just had a great round, and you have an opportunity to pull ahead in this match if you're Paul Oyama. And he got so, a steal on you. And he got a steal. So uh, it's a tough situation. And you know he burned a couple of repeats. You know um, multiple choice. So I mean he went through the whole gamut on that question and really tried to work it out because I think in that moment. When you have 15 seconds, and then you have, then you need another 15, and you're still trying to rack your brain. Like, yeah, you could latch onto one movie, but the way I think, also, you got to remember, like, it's how you hear that question as well, and you got to work through sure. that as well. So I think that can sure. be pretty tough to handle, just like audibly. If you could read it, I'm sure, and I think any player out there would tell you, just in general, it's a lot easier if you can read these questions. But when you have to listen back to it, recall certain parts of that question to pull out an answer, I think it'd be pretty difficult. And that one proved to be pretty difficult. And I saw a lot of, I think I even saw a lot in the chat, you know, saying this was a tough, tough question. So, um, like I said, stay away from this category. Uh, but Ben Bateman, John Roca, mm. one sudden death. I mean, perfect through the first round, perfect through the second round, both missed their five. Uh, seemingly they knew each other's fives. And then it was the jacket uh, that won it for Ben Bateman. And, Everyone's hell favorite match. film. <laughs> yeah. The Angry Birds Angry Birds first screw them over and then it was the jacket. So um, Did you know the Angry Birds question? I, d- I thought it was Bill Hader. I thought it was Bill Hader. I totally forgot about Jason I, I Sudeikis. Because you think of Bill Hader as like a voice a, a, many voices, you know, he's so talented with his with his voice. So I thought for sure it could be Bill Hader, but yeah, it was Jason Sudeikis, huh? Oh well. Yeah, so I mean, a statement victory for Ben Bateman. He he needed to win that yeah. game um, between him and and John Roca. Now him and Ethan, you know, we we were fifty fifty last week. I mean, you you picked Oyama and Bateman. I picked Oyama and Bateman. We said we were more confident in Paul Oyama than we were Ben Bateman. So we really got a lot wrong. Why do people listen to yeah. us, Frank? Why do they do it? I don't know. I don't know because we just keep talking. And we don't stop. That's why. That's why. Um, Bateman and Ethan you Irwin. You say enough things, you're bound to be correct right. about a couple of them. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. And you just don't talk about the things you're wrong about. That's all. And then right. even if you, you are, you just say up. you're right. Yeah. Um, ben Bateman and Ethan Irwin will be an interesting one because Ethan Irwin, while he's not, I think, the most studious player, he knows a lot, but he doesn't hit the books he the way not, Ben he's Bateman not, he's does. Not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Right. Does that give Bateman the edge? I don't know. I really don't. Ethan Irwin has proven to, to be just a brute force in the Schmodown since his since his debut. He would just come in and just kill it. And he obviously, just like any player, has weaknesses, whether it's animated or uh, maybe it's some some sever or, or some slice of classics you know out there that's kind of like a weak spot for him and, and what have you. So it'll be interesting to see if the guy who's just a brute force of knowledge who's I'm just walking in old school or is the new school type of way with Ben Bateman where I'm going to hone in on certain categories, especially in the second round, and, and use and try and strategize it that way. Uh, oh, yeah, Ben Bateman here. Ben Bateman's talking about, I believe, the movie release dates, if you want to read this. Uh, isn't it even more of an advantage for the good players, though? Like, steals become even less likely. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's true. If he's that's re- true. If he's referring to the yeah. movie release dates category, that's, that's it's, inter- it's it's an interesting 
outlook on it because, I mean, this year, and I think self-admittedly, he's had a couple of tough goes with movie release dates, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but again, didn't give up anything for in terms of steel. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you really got to, I think it's a situational thing for sure, I think. As with any kind of slice, I think a little bit, maybe even a little bit more so with movie release dates and how comfortable you are with that and, and your familiarity and and what to expect and and all just a lot to take into account but you got to be able to process that during the flow of the match and that takes prep beforehand to know what you want to do inside the match so well i'll tell you what man um you talk about not being able to give up any steals uh you guys talk about star wars when you talk about being able to give up any deal you got to talk about the star wars division here in the movie trivia schmodown and uh Frank, did we ever yeah. see a match this week that steals weren't given up? Nope. They weren't given up. There were no steals. However, however, uh, a multiple choice can also be your great demise. And, of course, we were talking about the match that went down, which featured one of our guests this week. Frank, do you want to talk about the match? Or I guess we bring him in first. Yeah, let's bring him in. Here it is. Gold leader. Look at this guy. Oh, look at it. Oh, look at okay. him. Look at him. Look at him go. He's ready to go. How you doing, man? And we will just unmute him. Oh, I think you've muted. That him. was my there fault. Okay. <laughs> All right. How you doing, folks? How you doing? I'm good. I'm great. All right. Well, man. First off, congra- congratulations. Yeah, I was like... Congratulations on your victory. Why don't we Thank start you. there? Yeah. Um, Congrats. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> And, Frank, for the people at home, remind them what his victory means for the overall Star Wars picture. Well, right now, because of your victory over Zach Burkett, you will be facing Thomas Harper uh, tomorrow night in the Star Wars tournament final. Uh, He made it to the final. You made it to the final. Uh, You guys are both 3-0. Both have incredible accuracy rates. And, uh, you know, Brad, I don't know... If I don't know what we're in for because I feel like whatever happened with with this past match with Zach Burkett, I feel like we can be in store for that again. And I've been saying it on 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 this show for weeks, Brad, and, and maybe you've heard this as well. Uh, every single match is going to be like this at the highest levels, and where it's yeah. a multiple choice, where it's one miss, and that's it. You're done as long as you know because then the other player is probably going to go perfect, and you've been perfect a couple times already. Uh, here, Mr. Uh, Go Leader. So, um, what's it been like to be on that kind of run? You know, at least for these past two matches, for sure. But all three of your matches, you've just been lights out. Uh, it's been great. I, um, you know, I, I missed. I have some people. Not that this is what you were doing necessarily, but I have had some people claim that I've not missed a question yet. I've missed one question in my first match, but yeah, perfect last two times. I didn't think I was going to do this well. I'm not trying to be cocky about it. You know, I'm just. <laughs> Being on, like, I didn't know. Um, but it's been happening, and it's been great. I, I love it. So we'll just keep going and see what happens. Because when, when you were coming into the league and making a name for yourself, it's pre-the draft. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of talk that you had played a lot of these online competitions yeah. and whatnot, and I think even Laura Kelly had mentioned it um, or, like, saw you in one of these uh, online competitions. And I think, was it other some other Star Wars competitors? I can't recall their names off the top of my head. Right. Maybe Harper was one of them and who yeah. else. Um, what, how does that 
type of environment translate to the Schmodown for you, or does it not? It actually does. Um, a lot of the questions that I have seen on this, it's mostly uh, Trivia Nation is the, the place that I've played uh, before. Mm -hmm. And most of the questions there are Schmodown level questions. They're mostly sticking to the movies. There's some Mandalorian stuff in there as well. Um, but there's like a speed round as well. Um, so that has really honed in. You know, I answer things very quickly. Um, and I'm trying to, I, I think about my answers. Don't get me wrong. I answer quickly when I know that something is there. I don't, yeah. I don't like to stumble over things, but um, so that, that is definitely honed my skills before coming into the Shmodown. Um But yeah, it's, it's very similar in a lot of ways. It's usually, there's a lot of multiple choice um, in trivia nation stuff, but um, I don't need the multiple choice. I don't want the multiple choice yeah. as you can see. from my Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, because the other question I want to ask you is, is you you know in your promo and, and elsewhere you've mentioned that you and Zach you know you're within the Atlanta area you guys hang yeah. out you know from time to time, um, but they also do Dragon yeah. Con, yeah, yeah, but they also do Dragon Con, yeah. Um, have you done Dragon Con? I've not. The- I just I just got here like a year ago, um, so I tried to get in, but they were doing some like former champions only thing, and I was like, okay. but but then I took I, this is gonna show my weaknesses if they ever include other canon stuff but they they sent out just for fun they're like yeah. here's the the qualifying test that we're sending out to the competitors and i looked at this stuff and i'm like this is wow okay this is something i'm not all right i'm not gonna mess with this um so <laughs> thomas marie you were, you, said, you were intimidated by it yes very much <laughs> even your dragon con i will dominate here i'm cool with this that's that's cool with me i'll, I'll be a spectator at dragon con but yeah. Oh man. So let me ask you this though, because you say you answer questions quickly. Frank Janish pointed out you've had two perfect games thus far, only missed one question. Are you under that same assumption that when you're playing in the Star Wars division, the movie Chubby Schmodown, you are walking that proverbial tight rope uh, mm-hmm. in one small misstep, like going to multiple choice? Absolutely. Lost to the match. Are you are you operating under those assumptions? Sure. It's like. Um... It's the best way I've thought about it. It's like it's like Smaug. I say Smaug. A bunch of people say Smog. They say Smog. I, like I say Smaug. Yeah. 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 Um, but he had the one tiny weakness, the one scale that was out of place, and that can really be your detriment in this league. Um, fitting that he's a dragon. Um, so yeah, I think I think basically like you cannot show any weakness. Like I, I'm not spun again yet. I don't want I don't want anyone to see any flaws in the armor. I unfortunately let one slip by in my first round, and that has killed me ever since. Um, so I, I will never let that happen again. Well, what was <laughs> the question that you got the, wrong? Do you remember? So the, yeah, I, rem- oh, I, I could have this <laughs> tattooed on me, I swear. Well, there's only um, one question you have to remember, Brad, that he got yes. wrong. So it's not like the list is long. But I don't <laughs> remember it or not. No, I remember all of them. The no. Yeah. So the, first, the question I got wrong was... Uh, it, it's okay. First of all, it's kind of a confusing question. Um, okay, break it down. That's the, what I want to know. Let's break this down by the by yeah. the stats. Um, okay, so the question was something to the effect of how many years prior to Rogue One, like to the bulk of the movie, did Jin say it had been, or how long had it been since Jin said she had seen her father? Uh. Um, she says fifteen years in the movie. I wrote I wrote fifteen. Uh, and literally a second before time ran out, I changed the five to a six. And so uh, that, that 
was just me overthinking because I had the right answer, but it's confusing because I thought 16, first of all, because Saw Guerrera um, dropped Jen off, like left her alone when she right. was 16. But the actual answer, like the, the amount of time that has passed from the beginning of Rogue One to where you see Jen in the movie um, is 13 years, which is Lacey answered 13. But um, the question does not say how long has it been. It says how long does Jen say it's been, which she said it was 15 years. So there's a lot of different ways that question yeah. could have gone. Um, but yeah, I've been kicking myself ever since. That is an interesting, interestingly be, worded question. Yeah, that yeah. might be. A, is that a challengeable one? Do you think? No, not at all. The way it's worded is pretty specific. I think it's like. Oh. <laughs> all right, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, no. um, yeah, interesting question. Uh, no, no. So my watch agrees with you. Siri agrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty specific about like, all right, who does um, or how long does does she say specifically it had been? Um, which it had been, you know. 15, she says it had been 15 years. So I, I, if I were Lacey, it was a smart move to not challenge it, I think. Um, but yeah. But I think also there's going to be very few times where you're going to need to challenge. And so, and, or I should say, when you get something wrong, you might, you might need to really think hard and fast about doing a challenge because it could be that one time yeah. that you need it the most. So, That's true. um, yeah, I mean, you definitely have to be strategic about when you use yeah. it and what situations. But, um, yeah, she probably would have lost that challenge for sure. But sure. I think in any other situation where where we're now seeing just a single miss can make all the difference between Absolutely. winning and losing a match. I mean, like, you might as well take your shot because – The margins are razor thin on this. Yeah, right. because, like, odds are – okay, you miss one. The odds are you're probably not going to miss again for the entire match. Right. You know, at, at your level, you know, right? Maybe – very rarely you miss two, I think, which is kind of sure. just crazy to say, but like that one miss might be your only opportunity. But I mean, there could be other opportunities where you get it right and she gets it right, but like there's some kind of leeway in there where you could challenge to be like, I'm actually more right than, than they are. So yeah, that's an interesting wrinkle for Star Wars in terms of when to use right. a challenge, but I think sure. the writers and, and like the game itself has done a pretty good job of oh, yeah. making sure you don't need to do that though. They, you know, PJ knows what he's doing. I, I'm sure there are other. See, PJ is like the scapegoat, I think. So I don't know who else writes questions, but I'm just going to say PJ um, sure. whenever that happens. But uh, yeah, PJ <laughs> is the scapegoat. He's the one everyone can hang their their burdens on. Uh, but he does a great job. He he knows what he's talking about. Um, and yeah, not not a whole lot of flaws with his with his questions. Yeah. So that's good. Um, no, I'm about speaking of questions. I just want to say I've watched some FCL stuff. I'm really impressed with it, by the way. Great, great job. Great job, Greg. Um, but uh, I, I'm terrified. Terrified of the implications of bringing the TV shows in. I'm, I'm just like, I'm just so scared about if, if something yeah. were to happen next year. I'm like, please, just give me my 12 Man. movies and that's it. But but no, I love, yeah, so I love we watching did, We did add small screen Star Wars. You know, yeah. but here's the thing. We test, we're testing things out in FCL to see... Sure. If they would work in MTS, sure. so you know what the people liked it. Yeah, Mandalorian is. I know they did, and that's what scares me the most. <laughs> I will say to to that to that point. I think if if and I think it's a matter of when to tell yeah. you the truth. Um, if you have multiple seasons of of these shows, like the Mandalorian will have, Clone Wars, Rebels, all that stuff, obviously, I think maybe once a season you just introduce a new season. You just do season oh, one of Mandalorian cool. only. Yeah, and I'm then, afraid of them doing bulk. Like, yeah, I think the bulk like, would oh, be no, all of Rebels. 
everything. Yeah. No, then, but... then in that case, I think Dragon Con ha- Dragon Con players have a huge leg up um, in that regard because that's, true. that's uh, what they've well, that's been doing for X amount of years. Con? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, everything. So my understanding is everything canon is included in Dragon Con. All novels. That even, everything. even novels. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I've read like one Star Wars book, <laughs> and I'm like, I. I can't, I can't contend. There's yeah. no way. My, I read so slow too. It took me like six months or something. I don't know, but yeah, I just. Oh, here we go. We have, we have a ten dollars super chat for you, Taco, Gal, Gavi, Gaviglio, Gaviglio, Gaviglio. Well, this seems Thank like you. a plant then. Yeah, it's a plant. <laughs> hey, hey, gold leader, is there a Star Wars podcast that you co-host? Taco, it's so great that you asked. Um, I. Co-host the show with Taco Caviglio. Uh, his real name is Mark. I, I get okay. I get mi- I get mixed up. I said before I I didn't know my own teammate's name was Mark. So now I'm I'm confused. I don't trust any any Marks. Um, but his name is Mark. Um, and we we do a, a weekly slash bi monthly uh, by yeah bi monthly is the term um, Star Wars podcast called Let's Talk About Star Wars. Play on his Wait, say that again because you kind of broke up on my end. I just want to oh, make sure we got that. Let's talk about Star Wars. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Nice, um, nice. And so we just we talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, our we do like versus type things, and yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's just it just ends up being us trying to pull back for like two hours and try and keep the runtime down, but it's really fun. Now, are there tacos involved? Uh, I think I think he gets tacos before the show okay. i don't think he's ever introduced them to the show before which is crazy to me like, why would you it's yeah. in the yeah. name it's in the name yeah, yeah yeah i mean you should you should definitely eat tacos as you talk about star wars i don't I want people you... to watch me eat that's the uh, you know okay yeah especially if we're if we're on mic excuse my dogs sorry yeah, um if we're on mic, I think that's going to be the worst ASMR podcast we ever do. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. you know, uh, Laura Kelly and Alice, they they, do, they have a happy hour. They're always drinking for the, for theirs. I think we should have more, like, food and drink-inspired podcasts. Sure. And if we're going to have, you know, wines and, and whiskey hours, you know, the Whiskey Jedi and, 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 you know, Riley's got his cantina going on there. And you guys, you know. I think taco is a good way to go. Yeah. I mean, you can probably take a bite off off camera, you know. Right. Yeah, and that's then true. Come back, you know. Just cover but, myself. You know, but at least have the taco in a frame or something, you yeah. know, or something. I will say the <laughs> only reason I'm drinking tonight is to to ease any sense, any modicum. Is that a is that a word? Sure. Any, 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 it. Just say yeah, it's a Star Wars it sounds, word. Right? It's a Star yeah. Wars word. Yeah. Any um <laughs> any any sense of nerves for tomorrow? So yeah. I only drink pre-match. I don't ever drink. Let me ask okay. you this. As a competitor, because it happened in your match uh, against Zach Burkett, he spun yeah. – uh, his first spin was mixed bag. Yeah. And I just want to know from a Star Wars competitor, if that comes up on the wheel, like really mm-hmm. what goes through your mind? Because essentially every category should be a strength. Sure. And don't you think mixed bag might prevent – I mean, that category inherently might not have the deepest, deepest, deepest of cuts. Like, if you were to get a uh, Revenge of the Sith question in mixed bag, it might be 30% easier than one in the actual Revenge of the Sith category. Sure. You know, I think think with a lot of Star Wars players, it seems they want to have that kind of second-round tunnel vision. They want to, like, hone in on one thing. They don't want to break the concentration of, like, all right, I'm thinking of this two hour block of a movie 
and that's it. And um, I, I think mixed bag is great because, like, you know, I, I, you know, like you said, we're, every every movie has to be a strength essentially. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand the fear of mixed bag. I understand why people want a specific movie, I guess, but it's all Star Wars. We know this stuff. It's, <laughs> it's in our blood. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. Okay, interesting. I just want to know kind of what what the thought process is, Frank. Sure. So, you know, you've taken down Marie. You've taken yep. around. You've taken down Zach. Yep. That's that's two Dragon Con players, and yep. now you got a third one in yep. Thomas Harper. Yep. I mean, Woo! that's kind of a that's kind of a kind of an interesting row, don't you think? I mean, Absolutely. you played nothing but Star Wars players except for uh, Lacey, um, or uh, Dragon Con players, and. Um, now it's going to be your third Dragon Con player in a row, and there was so much hype behind these type of players coming from Dragon Con. Yeah, what's it been like to go up against Marie and Zach, and now you seemingly are going against like you know the head of the monster, the head of the Dragon Con monster, which is Thomas mm-hmm. Harper. He's in the final. Right. What's it like to play these Dragon Con players and now finally get to Thomas Harper? It's like I'm fighting Ghidorah. Like King Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah. um, it is very much like that. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, Zach Briquette was the, was the dumb head. The dumb, oh, the, no, okay. You know, oh, there's yeah. the one dumb, yeah. No, I love that. No, <laughs> um, they, uh, no it's, it's been interesting. It's like this, the story just writes itself. It has to happen. It has to, this would be such, if I, if I, I don't even want to put this thought into the universe, but if I were to lose tomorrow, that would be such a tragic fall from grace. That would I be mean, like, the most cl- like everything is lined up for me to take this shot. I can't miss. I'm not going to miss. Right. I'm honed in. I'm drinking. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ryan Kramer with the definition of the night. Monica means a small or appropriate amount. So there you okay. go. Yeah. I, yeah. I would I not mean, know how sounded, to spell it. It sounded right. It did. Right. It did. You know. I can spell so, every uh, Star Wars thing, but not Monica. If uh, and Patricio says this: If Gold Leader beats Harper, does he get a Dragon Slayer shirt? I would be so down for that. I mean, you know? <laughs> that would be a pretty swig. You show. might have to consider a nickname I'm, change. Yeah. I mean, you might have I, to yeah. consider it. Right? No, well, see, that's the thing. Gold Leader is not even like a nickname at this point. They've never featured like my real name in matches. Right, right. So that's... it could be Gold, the Dragon Slayer leader. Gold Slayer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dra- or the Dragon Slayer Gold, gold Leader. Dragon Slayer Leader. I'd be I'm, down. You know, that's funny as hell. Make t-shirts. Gold Do it. Dragon Slayer Leader. Let's get all the merch money. Well, man, tomorrow that match is going down. It's one that's eagerly anticipated by everybody. It's really what we've been waiting for. Oh, we got a little uh, hiccup there. Do simply, oh, hold on here. Are you yeah, here? we're lagging oh, yeah, a little bit. Sorry, my yeah, headphones have cut out on me. I don't know if you can hear me or not, Frank. <laughs> there you go. I can't hear anything. You're good now. Oh, you can't hear us. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> tomorrow night, you know that 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 match with Thomas Harper goes down. Um, I think uh, I know Brad's looking really confused over there, but uh, okay. uh, you know what? Actually, we got one more Sorry, super chat my, coming my in here. AirPods, they did it to me. Okay, are you uh, good now? I think oh, it's good. good now. Okay, all right, cool. Daniel Haygood says. Daniel Haygood says here, I'm kind of I'm counting on you, Gold Leader, for my fantasy league. So you got to do it for the fantasy league players. I will pay off all of you fantasy people. Like, see, okay, here's the thing. Also, coming, I had no idea that there was fantasy showdown. So like. I it's crazy that like people will put like people put Tom Brady on a fantasy like I'm on someone's fantasy are you kidding me yeah yeah I've never felt more like an athlete ever and I played like really 
like dumbed down rec league baseball for like six years. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked, but I will, I will not make battle my promises. Tomorrow's going to be great. Let's make All it right. happen. You're a fantasy athlete gold leader and you need to live up to the name. Gold Put means me first place. You need to live up to the name. And we're all going to be watching tomorrow live. It all goes down. You're battling well, not only for faction points, you're battling for the most badass nickname in the history of the movie trivia showdown, the Dragon Slayer Gold Leader. So, Gold it's Leader, uh, we wish you we wish you good luck. And uh, let's talk about Star Wars. Is the name of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, just it's just like Taco. You know, you could let's Taco. Just, yeah, let's Taco about Star Wars. Like if you, let's, yeah, you just said let's talk taco about. Yeah, I it's even it's O-Pop. even better when we explain it. It's even <laughs> yeah, better exactly. when we explain it. You know, exactly. I'm just gonna we'll have to explain it every single episode, and that'll be that's right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's your opening. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm doing it. You got it poorly. Let's talk. You about got it. Star- you got let's talk about Star time. Wars. Is the name of the podcast? Gold Leader is yeah. his name. He is playing tomorrow. Uh, don't miss out. Make sure you get your pay per view stream tickets right now on theshmodownlive.com or at the ten dollar tier. Um, you can watch all the streams that go down every single Friday or three Fridays a month. Gold Leader, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about tomorrow. Wish you guys the best. And all right. May the force be with you or whatever. <laughs> may the force be with, force you. Be with you. We'll all talk right. about it later. <laughs> that was gold, is, gold Leader. All right, man. It was, that was great. No, that, that was, 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 that was great. Good. That know, was real great. I will be honest with you. That, that, that thought went through my head when I was watching his match about the mixed bag, I would think that that would be something as a Star Wars player I would gravitate toward and not away from. Yeah, I think it all depends on. I just your... think it's like it's like it's like buying you around one again. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. We're, yeah. We're, someone will have to take it, and then we'll see what happens. You know, so <laughs> it's not we'll a see drug, what... Frank. <laughs> someone will have to <laughs> well, take it. You know, we'll see some, what happens. <laughs> some people think you know Star Wars is you know. A drug of choice for some, which is fine, is. you know, as long as you it do is. it in a controlled space, you know, and in it moderation, is. you know, like anything else, <laughs> like, like anything else. Um, we have um, we have a couple other matches we got to talk about. We got to talk about yeah, Clee Wiggins taking on Sabrina Ramirez. Then went yeah. down. Also tomorrow, uh, Doug Benson versus Chris Van Vliet. Both players making their. You know what? I should have asked Chris Van Vliet to be on the show. You, you know what, what you done. you have the connections and you don't use them. What, I mean, hold on. You have the power, Chris Van Vliet. This is Brett Gilmore of the Schmodown Rundown. I'm sending you a voice note because we are currently discussing your match. If you want to send back a note, thinking of, or discussing about your thoughts going into your first Schmodown match, we will play that on the air. Thanks, man. Um, so we'll see if that comes through. You okay, we'll see. we'll see. We'll see. It's a. It's a. It's a. That's a weird cold call, not a cold call. It's a it's a cold note. Cold it, note. It's a, it's a cold note. It's a cold note. <laughs> it's you know a what cold a note, note is best cold served voice cold. note. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, but yeah. We talk finally, about Sabrina Ramirez. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, Sabrina and 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 Clee, um, both both coming into this I match zero and one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so someone's gonna have to walk out zero and two. Um, unfortunate. And this match really took a turn. It was a rough. First round for both Man. players, and was it like four and three? It's four to three. Um, tough. It's tough. You know, especially what, when you have what's league average nowadays. Six? It's right around six to seven. 
you know. Yeah. Um, back in the day, it used to be around like five. Now it's more mm-hmm. around the six to seven point range. And if you're not going perfect, though, you know, um, you're probably not going to be competing for. If you're not going perfect on a consistent basis, you're probably not going to be competing for titles anytime soon. Um, doesn't mean you can't be competitive. And there's plenty of players like that who are super competitive who consistently put up six or seven points. Um, but this match, you know, a little bit below the the league average. And, you know, you are going to get these matches from time to time um, in any division. Maybe not Star Wars, but in every other division you will. And it just kind of happened, you know, these, these sets of questions just happened to hit these two players in a way that just didn't, line up with their strong suits in the first round and uh, that, that can happen uh, because I think we all know that outside of the showdown Sabrina and Klee are very very knowledgeable about movies I mean Klee won the the, the, um, the Black Cinema Expo right at, at, right. at Skybound Expo you know she won that exhibition match right so she clearly knows a lot about movies and and mm-hmm. and even in her debut match she had a pretty solid first round I think she had seven in her debut first round and kind of things the, the wheels kind of fell off then in, in the second round which is where matches typically get interesting especially for less experienced players um you know Klee lands on opponents and Sabrina gives her Harrison Ford Sabrina lands on opponent's choice Klee gives her Star Trek I, I mean and that Star Trek that Star Trek slice being on the wheel I don't I I would be shocked to learn if that was game if the game put that on the wheel. Because I feel like that's got to be a slice that Klee put on, given the way she was dealing those questions. Now, I don't know if she said this somewhere else or not, but I feel inclined to believe that she must have put that on the wheel. Because if you I put mean, an inner geekdom slice onto the wheel with two players who are not even from inner geekdom at all, that seems a little cruel and unusual to me. So I, I that's why I lean towards the fact that Klee must have put this on the wheel and... and and knowingly know that this would not be a strength for Sabrina. Knowingly know. Well, well, I think that first off, anytime someone gets opponent's choice, whatever the other person gives them, I would like to think it's a, it's a strength for them. And I'd like to think it's yeah. something that they put on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless you're really trying to, you know, overplay the strategy side of things, which, which can happen. But, uh, after both these ladies got, uh, off to a rough start, I was looking more to round two for them to be their bounce back round. Just the Schmodown gods said, you know, we're going to make this even more difficult for the both of you and give you both <laughs> yeah. opponents, give you both opponents choice. Um, and and look, it, what's it interesting, leading... what's interesting too, real quick about double opponents choice. We rarely ever saw that with the physical wheel. And now, I probably shouldn't go down this road, but like it's been happening a couple of times now with this with this digital wheel. So that's I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about it out loud. I'm well, but but even even with the physical wheel, you would normally see if someone got spinners for some reason, someone else would get opponents. Like yeah, it almost yeah. seemed like it would happen yeah. every time. So it's the wheel has a really funny way of telling the story of a match, and um, this one was no different. This one, neither lady, like I said, got a break in yeah. in round two, and then. Sabrina ends up getting knocked out in in the third round. What what do you think this says about um, where we are? Because you know, there's always those rumors that have been talking about that we're going to go back to maybe smaller team sizes, right? Um, 
do you think that players who maybe get five, four, five, six points in the first round, do you think that those there's still going to be places on teams for them, or do you think that if roster sizes are, are cut, you're going to have to be all killer, no filler, and you're not really going to have that opportunity to grow as you do yeah. know? I think, well, I mean, with the Schmodown, as always, it's twofold. It's the entertainment and it's the trivia. Sure. And you got to marry the two. And I think there should always be a balance for that within the Schmodown. And some people will disagree with that. They, they, they might want nothing but the Ethan Irwins and Paul Yamas and Ben Batemans of the world. Some, some can do both, right? Um, but, you know... Maybe they just want, you know, the Liz Shannon Millers, you know, the Rachel Cushings, the, you know, Ethan Irwins, um, the Drew McWeenies, who don't really lean into the character side stuff. They just go out there and they just yeah. kill with the trivia. I get that. But I think the thing that's always made the showdown fun is that we have a mixture of both, you know, so it fill so it satisfies both cravings, I think. And maybe it gives you something else that you didn't really know you wanted before. Whether it's the entertainment side, whether it's just straight up trivia. Some people like the goofball antics and are like, okay, trivia. I'm not really good at trivia, but I like these personalities and I have fun with them. Some people are there because they want to test their own knowledge against some of the best, dare I say, players in the world when it comes to movie trivia. And they're like, I don't Be know best. about storyline stuff. You know, yeah. So um, I think whatever happens next year, I would like to think there's going to be a balance between both. Uh, I personally would like to see that. And um, because that's when it was always its most fun, when it, when it wasn't super serious. There's nothing wrong with, with being serious, have a serious mindset. Right. But I think there's also something to be said about having fun with it. And, and you've heard other managers and players talk about remembering to have, this is supposed to be a fun thing. And I think we got to such a competitive level that i think it started eating at people in a detrimental way where it became stressful where it was dreading you you don't that's not what we ultimately want i think at least with, with this game and with this sport and so again going into next year as long as we have that happy medium and again some people will like it some people won't i mean when storylines really started getting introduced late in 2016 and in 2017 there's a lot of people who weren't really on board with it but then finally realize that actually, you know, actually this is pretty fun. You know, this adds something more to the game. This adds something more to every every match we watch, and it really builds um, a story leading into a match. Because if it's just, all right, it's Dan Merle and Ben Bateman for the seventh time. Cool. Let's you know. But if there's no story behind it, you know, things they've gone through, whether it's made up or not, you know, right. uh, that helps. I think make it more fun. And, you know, and that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day. Stories drive it all, Frank Janish. Let's um. Well, congratulations to Clee Wiggins on her victory. Sabrina Ramirez, keep your yeah. chin up. You'll get him next time. Uh, by the way, shout out to Mark Ellis and Steph Sabra, who was on. The that's call right. Steph was calling the match. Show, so yeah, FCL, FCL, FCL. You know who else F- um, yeah. called the match? I called the match. Yeah, called the match, Brad. I did. I called the match. <gasps> you called the match. What match? Oh wait, wait, yeah, wait. it was a uh, it was a Disney uh, it was a Disney um, Pixar league, uh, the Flying Cow over on YouTube channel. Go check it out. Now, this is not I'm not making this up, Brad. I'm not making this up. 
the, the channel was flying Kyle, and it was between um, it was like a number one contender match right. thing for their Disney Pixar um, league, and it's it's incredible. Like it's like the Star Wars, but for Disney. Like it's wait, wait. insanity. What is this channel called? The Flying The Flying Cow. Yeah. I think you're Disney Disney Pixar trivia. I'm, I swear to God. I filmed it like a couple weeks ago, maybe like a month or something like that, and they kind of got it around, and they finally edited it, and they put it up today. Great match. I'm not going to tell you how it goes, but I should tell you, it's pretty good. Okay, I don't believe you. You don't believe it? I, I I'll send you the link. Oh, I, I, I go to my Twitter. Go to my Twitter. It's on my Twitter. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Well, Frank Janish, let's talk real quick, briefly. Let's just give some predictions. So my man oh, Chris Van Vliet will be competing tomorrow against Doug Benson. Uh, that should be good. Chris Van Vliet, this is a guy who's covered movies for his entire professional career and um, is an Emmy Award winner, uh, this guy, for his coverage in films. You can also see him uh, on YouTube. And I think, uh, was it Leslie Mann is hitting on him in an interview? The wife of Judd yeah. Apatow. So that's like a stat right there that you have Hell to yeah. you have to trumpet. I would trumpet that I stat would. anywhere I go. So um, and then Doug Benson. This is a guy who has a whole podcast about his love of movies and his knowledge of movies. So who do you give the uh, the old advantage to? I mean, I think the guy who who likes to talk about movies a whole lot has sure. a podcast dedicated to it. Doug sure. loves movies. Um, I think you know Sam Levine's been on it. Clark Wolf has been on it. Um, I'm gonna, so I'm going Doug Benson with this one, um, just purely based on uh, based on that. That's all I got because I don't know what else they're gonna bring to the table. It'll be fun to watch. It's will be fun to watch. And then um, who do you have? Who do you have in the pay per view tomorrow? <sighs> I mean Parker Chandru. This is that's a, look, that's a rough one, man. That's a Parker pitched the perfect game last time out, a couple times out against Brandon Hanna, and now against Chance. Um, Chandru, we saw him only one time against Mark and Opping. It was a title match, tough, tough match there. I suspect you know since it's been a few months that he's he's really shored up on some of the things that I think he wanted to tackle. Does that you know does that make the difference? I don't know. I mean Parker's playing has been playing recently. Does that help? Does that you know? You know, being warm like that does that help you go into this match against Chandru? I don't know, but I will say I would like to see Parker fulfill the prophecy uh, of what was once touted. You know, coming into the league last year before the craziness set in. You know, so uh, he's been playing really well. I think he's, you know, um, he's playing for the dungeon. He's playing. You know, trying to get that belt back for Mark Anopic, trying to get that belt back for Kevin Smets, who, who, by the way, uh, if you saw on social media, he posted, you know, recovery's going well for him. And, um, you know, the operation surgery was successful and no complications and everything. So grateful for that and, and our thoughts with Super Kev great. and uh, in his recovery. Sorry to bring that, lump that into this. It just kind of stream of consciousness no, kind of took over Absolutely. there. Um, but <laughs> all that said, um, <laughs> kind of funny to go back into something less important but uh yeah i i, I kind of want to see parker win and because chancer is the villain right he's a villain and sure. i kind of want to see my villain get knocked down again at one more peg because he's gonna have a resurgence you know but i i mean i also like i think it's a win-win here parker trying to fulfill that prophecy coming into the league 
playing against Kalinowski, old school, new school, right? But then Chandru going up against Kalinowski, I mean, that's also kind of a dream match as well. I want to see both of these matches, so I, I feel like I'm going to win either way as a fan. Because, I mean, to tell you, like, Kalinowski has nothing but... He doesn't have great words for Chandru. I'll just put it that way. So to see them go head-to-head would be... Incredibly say. entertaining. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen anything online about that either. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see in that one. I think I got Robert Parker, and then what about Star Wars? I mean, hard hard to uh, hard to go against Thomas Harper, but uh, Gold Leader seems very confident. Dude, I, like we just had him on and playing perfect through two games, and. It seems like, I don't know if it's a benefit to him or not, that he doesn't have all this extra stuff in his brain the way Dragon Con players do with Star Wars. So there's like less for him to get tripped up on. Even though he mentioned sure. you know, the Rogue One stuff, like I, I don't know if, if that that helps him. It's and, and I don't know if it helps or hurts. I don't think it does anything. It's just going to come down to who goes to multiple choice first. And I think... Whoever does that, I mean, like, that's gotta be that's gotta be like stabbing yourself in the stomach. It, it, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like I can't believe I just did that, but I had to. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe maybe you just don't go multiple choice and you just go, I gotta swing for the fence on this because if I go multiple choice, I'm probably gonna lose, and if I get it wrong, I, I you know, either way, I'm kind of screwed if, if I don't go for the two points. Yeah. <laughs> right, but. I'm probably I probably will still lose even if I check down multiple choice and get it right, you know. So, pick your poison, yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's it's yeah. a coin flip. It's a, it was a it really is. all these Star Wars matches are coin flips, Brad. There's just I w- I'm better off spinning a wheel and going that, you know. It's too it's too many variables. You can get your tickets for that right now on the Schmodownlive.com. If you're a ten dollar Patreon uh, subscriber, you obviously get all those Patreon matches. Um, for free or the pay-per-view matches I should say so here we go Frank that's it that's live from Seattle by the way we've we've broadcasted this show in many different locations over the years and um, you know we just added another one Chicago Atlanta I think Alabama Washington California Texas I mean it's mostly you just going all over the place New York New York did we do it from New York oh I mean yeah we did a live rundown yeah very first yeah at the first live show. You know what I was saying to somebody else? I would oh. love to do a live rundown outside a live event, like on the street, though. Like pre, pre-event, pre like just on the street, in the like in front of the like the line to get into the theater. That'd be fun, right? I think. Oh, that'd be great. Right? Anyway. Yeah. Find him on all social media at FrankieJ29. You can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. This is the Schmodown Rundown. Watch the live pay-per-view going down tomorrow night. Uh, and then come right back here next week. We'll be talking about it. For Frank Janish, I'm going to go up Brad Gilmore. We'll see you then. Peace up. Peace. A town down. We're not even in Atlanta. <laughs>